Thanks for listening to the Cool Church Podcast. We're praying that wherever you are on this journey, that this message encourages you. And we want you to know that you were created out of love. And now, here's today's message with our very own Pastor Terrence Wilson. So, if you're taking notes today, we're going to read 23 verses of the Bible. Go to the book of Judges. Come on, son. Come, that's my girl right there. She said, amen. I like the Bible, Pastor. <laughs> I love you, Joe. I love you. I love you, girl. Can't imagine doing this without you. All right, I'm done. <sighs> Get through this quick so I can go home. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you got your Bibles, turn to Judges. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges. Uh, Judges chapter 16, uh, verses 1 through 22, and then put your finger on verse 28. We're going to read a story today, one of my favorite uh, just stories in the Bible. This is real. This is a real life story. This is history, but I love the way that it's told in the Bible. I'm reading out of the NIV, but no matter what version you have, it should read all the same. <clears throat> Judges. Chapter 16, starting at verse 1. One day, Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. That escalated quickly. He went in to spend the night with her. Wow. The people of Gaza were told, Samson is here. So they surrounded the place and lay in wait for him all night at the city gate. They made no move during the night saying, at dawn we'll kill him. But Samson lay there only until the middle of the night. Then he got up and took a hole of the doors of the city gate together with the two posts and tore them loose, bar and all. He lifted them to his shoulders, that's a shoulder press for real, and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. Sometime later, he fell in love with a woman, so he went from going to see a prostitute to falling in love with a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Mm-mm-mm. There's two names in the Bible that you should never give your children, Jezebel and Delilah. Okay. <laughs> if your name is Delilah here, I am sorry. Or Jezebel. The rulers of the Philistines went to her and said, see if you can lure him into showing you the secret of his great strength and how we can overpower him so we may tie him up and subdue him. Each one of us will give you 1,100 shekels of silver. That's a lot of money. So Delilah said to Samson, tell me the secret of your great strength and how, and, and how you can be tied up and subdued. Listen, babe, I love you, but if you ask me a question like that, let me tie y'all up. Some of y'all nasty like that. That's okay. That's between you and Jesus. The marriage bed is undefiled. I ain't here to shame you, but you know. But if you asking me how you going to tie me up, we going to have problems. Verse 7. Samson answered her, if anyone ties me with seven fresh thongs, not like the one Cisco was talking about in his song, that have not been dried. We got to have fun in church. Amen. So you know, like, get to the point already, Pastor. He's on one today. I'll become as weak as any other man. Then 
the rulers of the Philistines brought her seven fresh stones that had not been dry, and she tied him with them, with men hidden in the room. She called him Samson, Samson. I changed my voice. The Philistines is upon you. But he snapped the thongs as easily as a piece, uh, a piece of string uh, snaps uh, when it comes close to a flame. So the secret of his strength was not discovered. Then Delilah said to Samson, you had made a fool of me. You lied to me. Now, come, now, come on. Now, please tell me how you can be tied. He said, girl. If anyone tied me securely with these new ropes, you know what I'm talking about, that have never been used, I'll be as weak as any other man. You know what I'm saying, girl? So Delilah, she took new... <laughs> what y'all laughing for? I'm just reading the Bible. Okay. So Delilah took new ropes and tied him with them. Then, with the men hidden in the room, she called him, Samson, the Philistines, they is upon you again. But... He snapped the rose off. He snapped the rose off with his arms as if they were threads. Delilah then said to Samson, Until now, you have only made a fool of me. You be lying to me, Samson. Tell me how you can be tied. She was getting frustrated with him. He replied, Girl, all you got to do is weave the seven braids of my lace front into this fabric. That's all you got to do. Weave it into the loom and tighten it with a pin, and I'll be weak just like any other dude, okay? So while he was sleeping, Delilah took the seven braids of his head and wove them into the fabric and tightened them with a pin. Again, she called, Samson, the Philistines is upon you again. I don't know why they keep doing this. Oh, my goodness. He woke up from sleep, pulled the pin with the loom with the fabric. Then she said to him, how can you say I love you, Samson? When you won't even confide in me, this the third time. This the third time you done made a fool of me, and you haven't told me the secret of your strength. <laughs> With such nagging, she prodded him day after day until he was he was tired to death. Sick of you, girl. But. The Bible says he told her everything. No razor has ever touched my head because I've been a Nazarite set apart to God since birth. If my head were shaved like Pastor Terrence, my strength would leave me and I would become as weak as any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, she went, she sent word to the rulers of the Philistines come back once more he has told me everything so the rulers of the Philistines returned with silver in their hands having put him to sleep in her lap she called a man to shave off the seven braids of his hair and so began to subdue him and his strength left him she then called Samson the Philistines are upon you he woke up from his sleep and thought I'll go out as before and shake myself free but he did not know the Lord had left him. Then the Philistines seized him. They gouged out his eyes. They took him down to Gaza, binding him with bronze shackles. They set him grinding in the prison. But, I love this, the hair on his head began to grow again after it had been shaved. Jump down to verse 28, it says, Then Samson prayed to the Lord, 
Oh, sovereign Lord, remember me. Remember me. Oh, God, please strengthen me just once more. And let me with one blow get revenge on the Philistines for my two eyes. Today, if you want to take notes on this message in this test season series, I've entitled it this relationship test or you can call it this tailor-made let's pray father god i thank you for this day for this is the day that you have made god let us rejoice and be glad and god i thank you that before the earth began to spin on this axis you knew each and every human that was going to be in this place today i pray that i would lie down as you rise up don't let these words be my own but let them come directly from your throne room of grace god i pray that you would open hearts, minds, and ears to be open and receptive to a word that's always only going to be about Jesus. God, there's many tests that people have to go through, but I pray today you'll help them pass the test of relationships because relationship is what you desire from us the most. God, we love you. And God, I pray for the one, the one that just needs to hear this word the most wherever they are in the world. God, I pray that by the time it's all said and done, somebody has a relationship with you. I pray these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, everybody said, somebody take about five seconds and give Jesus a shout of praise. Come on. Relationship test or tailor made. So last week, Yari gave us a beautiful definition of a test. And she said, a test is a procedure intended to establish the quality, performance, or reliability, especially before it's taken to widespread use. Let me break that down a little bit for you. God is going to allow you to be tested before he knows that he can use you for what he purposed you for. He wants to test you before he throws you out there in the world. He wants to make sure that you are equipped to do what he has called you to do. Because the question is not if God wants to use you. Can I just look at somebody in this room today that does not feel any self-worth? You don't have to have worth in yourself. You can find worth in God. God created you because he has a plan for your life. God made you because he wants to use you. Don't let the enemy lie to you and make you feel like you are worthless because God loves you so much. He gave Jesus because you are worth Jesus to God. You're worth everything to God. So don't feel like you are worthless today I want you to understand because the question is not is if God wants to use you but based upon the results of the test it's going to determine how you will be used everybody's going to be used but based upon the results of your testing that's going to determine how God uses you and let's just be honest life is a test Life is a mess. Some people was tested this morning. Like, am I going to go to church or not? It's a tornado warning. Hey, good news. If you showed up to church when it's a tornado warning, we're in the safest place we can be. Schools are tornado shelters. So you're going to be all right. Amen. But there's all kinds of tests. Life is a test. Everything's going to test you in life. But what I found is nothing tests me more in life than my relationships. <laughs> relationships can really test you. If you believe that, say amen. Some people stand quiet because they're sitting next to their partner. 
They're like, amen. <laughs> it's funny because like Samson was this mighty strong man. He was unstoppable. He slayed thousands upon thousands of Philistines in his lifetime, man. They could not figure out how to take this dude down. But he had one weakness. Relationships. His relationships were his greatest weakness. And here's the truth. I know some amazing people. I'm talking about world Changers, some of whom names, if I said you would know, and some you don't. But they are doing some great things in this world. But you know, when they come to me for advice or they want counsel from me, it's often, oftentimes, the thing that we're talking about the most is their relationships. They got everything figured out. They got the career figured out. They got the finances figured out. But their relationships is all over the place. Relationships are something that tests us all. And here's the truth. Here's what I found out about the enemy. He never attacks your strengths. He only attacks your weakness. So if relationships are your weakness, don't be surprised if that's where you face the greatest attack. In life, you can always expect to be tested in the areas where you are the weakest. Today, I want to examine the types of relationships that Samson had experienced just to be able to teach us how to pass relationship tests. How many of y'all want to pass your relationship test out there? Once again, some people's hands down because they sit next to the person that they came with. Like, so, I, so I'm your test. <laughs> Samson, he had many different relationships um, to examine, but there's three in particular that I want to look at today before we get out of here. And the first is this relationship number one Samson had loose relationships. Loose relationships. Let's just start with the first verse, Judges chapter 16, verse 1. One day, Samson went to Gaza where he saw a prostitute. He went in and spent the night with her. Somebody say, loose. It was loose. Saw her. Yup, that's the one for me. This wasn't the first time Samson had done this. Samson was all over the place. Samson has some issues. He was this mighty man of God. He was a judge of Israel. Nobody in the Philistine could stop, and in the Philistine army could stop him. But when Samson wasn't being a judge, he was being loose. He was with woman after woman after woman. He found prostitutes wherever he could find them. Now, I will say this about Samson. Samson did try his hand at marriage, but they killed his wife. And when they killed his wife, he went crazy. He killed a bunch of people in response, but it never seemed like he got back on that marital horse again. After that, he spent his life in search of different women and different flings, and he found himself in the arms of prostitutes. Now, what is crazy is that this guy was supposed to be a judge of Israel, hence the name of the book, Judges. We don't know who wrote Judges, but what we do know is that the judges of Israel were people that came after the time of Joshua, after they had gotten to the promised land. The Israelites, they was acting crazy. They were serving other gods. They was acting nuts. So what 
God did. He said, I'm going to provide y'all with judges. I'm going to provide some people with a strong moral compass to guide you back to me. Judges were supposed to point the Israelites back to God. Okay, and there are many different judges that we read about. Deborah, Gideon, and now we read about Samson. There was many of them. But the thing that separated Samson from the rest of them is that Samson was a Nazarite. That was a totally different calling. Not only was he supposed to be the people's moral, spiritual compass that pointed them back to God, this guy was supposed to be a judge of Israel, a man of high standing, but he continually found himself in low places. A Nazarite. In Hebrew, you would say Nazir, and that comes from the word Nazar, which means set apart holy for God. That's what a Nazarite was, set apart holy for God. And there were certain things that a Nazarite could not even do. They couldn't be near the dead. A Nazarite could not drink wine. They could not have fermented drink. But above all else, they could not cut their hair. Why? Because when people saw the hair, it was a symbol that says this person is set apart for God. It was like a badge of honor to be a Nazarite. They were supposed to be the most pure. They were supposed to be the most holy. Yet, as I talk about Samson, we talk about his affiliation with prostitutes. How many of you know you can have the look but not have the heart? <laughs> we see church folk, they got the look, but they ain't got the heart. They got everything figured out on the, on the outside. They got their suit freshly cleaned and polished. They got their church lady hat on, but at home they living like the devil. It's not enough to have to look on the outside. God doesn't care about what you look like on the outside. He's always more concerned with your heart. I don't ever want to be a hypocritical believer that acts like I got everything together on the outside, but I'm a hot mess on the inside. It's the reason that so many people don't even want to come to church in 2023 because they saw a bunch of believers that got the long hair. We fit the description on the outside, but not on the inside. This was the problem with Samson. It's funny. He had this high calling to be this Nazarite. But how many of you know that people will continually trade in a higher calling for a lower craving? This was the issue with Samson. He just couldn't get over his thing with women. Couldn't get over it. He had lust issues that he could not get over. How many times? How many times, forget the church, have we just seen somebody fall because they had this high calling, everybody knew them, but they kept falling susceptible to a lower craving. The money keeps getting them. The women or the men keep getting them. The greed keeps getting them. They got all the status. It seems like they're on top of the world, but they fall for the simplest things. Got a higher calling, but you keep falling for a lower Craving. I love that the Bible says Samson saw a prostitute. Samson saw a prostitute. You know why Samson got caught? Because he was focused on the wrong things. So much, listen, you get what you go for. 
Some of you, I can't break this bondage. I can't break this addiction. Why do you keep looking at it? He saw. Something has to come into the eye gate before the mind starts to do its work. Some of us keep putting ourselves in the same situations because we keep looking at the same things. That's why repentance, I talk about it almost every week. It means to turn away from, because if I'm turned this way, I can't even look at that anymore. That's why I got my eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith. Some of us need some blinders because we keep looking to the right and looking to the left when Jesus is like, no, 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 look at me. You're focused on the wrong things. And here's the truth. Just because some things look good, they aren't always good for you. And Samson was always looking for love in all the wrong places. Always. He was always finding himself in situations with all these random women. He was in all these different relationships. And we hitting on Samson today. But ladies, don't feel like this don't mean you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause don't be acting like y'all ain't looking too. You see things. Maybe you're not finding the fulfillment in other places, so you see something that catches your attention. See, it's funny because women are so much more slick than men. Men see something. Women see something, you with them, they be like, babe, look over there. Like this. <laughs> like you never know. You never know when they're like, they're slick. They're just more slick than we are, fellas. We just got to deal with it. Right? Ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't be trying to be cute and innocent. We know. I, lo- I love this because Samson was in love, I think, more with the idea of being in love. That's why he was all over the place. So he was in love with the idea of of, of many different relationships. He was in love with love. And I think with Samson, what we see in this word is he wanted to explore all the options. So like, I got this thing. I don't buy clothes online. I just don't. I might buy shoes. I don't buy clothes. Why? Because I want to try stuff on. Like I I like to go to the fitting room and I like like to try it on. My, My wife is different. My wife will shop in whatever uh, shape, form, or fashion she can. Online, in person, it don't matter. Like, like it, it, drives me, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts when you do this. When you do this. I'm, I'm talking about you. She'll, 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 she'll buy stuff online, and then, like, it'll come to the house, and she'll try. She's like, oh, it don't fit. And I'm like, wait. You bought something without knowing if it was going to fit, without knowing if you was going to like it. I'm like, why you press buy? Because I could just send it back. I'm like, no, 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 no. Now I got to go through a whole other part of my day to go to the place to remail this thing. Like, it don't make no sense to me. Like, I'm not going to press buy unless I want it. No, I'm sending it back. My, my, My wife is like her own Amazon distributor. She will buy and send back. She sends stuff all over the world. Back to I'm like who does and then when uh, then when we actually do go shopping at the mall, which I try to stay away from because I don't want the headache. Should they all right, Terrence, I'm gonna try this and this. like she just be walking picking up stuff. <laughs> right? And then I'm gonna I'm gonna try this song, take 50 things into the fitting room. I'm sitting there like angry man, just like I can't believe this. I, I pull magazines out, I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm sitting here. Oh, Terrence, this size ain't where I bring me another size. So I'm like, I'm I'm sitting there thinking in my head, I'm like, I'm like, if we leave this store and she don't leave with nothing. <laughs> like this is this I'm like, I want her to buy. I've been sitting here for an hour and a half. If she don't leave with nothing. 
trying 15 different things. I'm like, all right, babe, well, how this look? How this look? How this look? How this look? Oh, girl, you look good. Like, it's cool. Like, the first outfit's like, oh, baby. Woo-hoo! By the 50th out, and you're like, all right. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, girl, you ready? Yes, 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 I made my selections. I'm like, what'd you get? No, I'm not getting nothing. That's okay. I'm going to just go back and search online. Come back. I love you. <laughs> There's so many people that'll take everything into the fitting room and still leave with nothing. <laughs> Samson was the kind of person that tried on everything, he tried on everything. He was what the world would call a player. He had a collection of different ways. I just want to try this one. And try this one. And try this one. If Samson had a collection of suits, his suit would fit like this. Watch this. Will be Samson's suit. Loose. This is what he would be. He'd be loose. Why would, why would Samson have a loose fitting suit on? You see, loose suits are like loose relationships. They have no definition. Look at this. This ain't made for me. This was made for three of me. Right? No, no real definition. I just, I just want to be free. It's like, there's a lot of reasons people keep loose clothes. It makes me laugh because I'm like, why is that still in your closet? Like, why, do you, why do you still own these? And people, for example, they'll hold on to loose suits that don't fit because they feel like, man, maybe I won't get another one. This suit was hard to come by. You know what they're saying? I really don't want to be alone, so I'm going to just settle for what I got. <laughs> it's loose, though. Some people hold on to suits for the memories. I remember the last time I wore this 1975, still killing it. It ain't 1975 no more. You, you hold on to it because you have memories attached to it. I remember the last time I had this, I had a good time. I won't forget that night, or maybe it's going to come back in style. Let me tell you something. There are no memories that are too good to, to allow you or that should keep you to hold on to something that don't fit you. Some people just hold on to relationships because of the memories. We done, we done had so many good times. All them good times that, 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 that you had back then, do they outweigh the, all the terrible times you're having right now? Just hold, you're just holding on. You're just holding on for the memories. Some people, they hold on to suits because of how much it costs. <laughs> oh, man. 
What you saying, Pastor? I ain't paid for the person I was with. Yeah, you did. You invested time into them. There's so many people that are stuck in relationships just because all the time you've invested. I've been dating for 19 years. I can't have wasted my entire life on this human. So you sit in something that's not fruitful. You sit just because of time. But it's, it's, it's look, they don't want to define a relationship. They like it just the way it is. They playing you for boo-boo the fool. Mm-hmm. Yep. I see some people like this. They're like, oh, you're talking to me. That's okay. I love you. <laughs> I don't care how much time you've invested in something. If it ain't right, it ain't right. Like, better to end it now, because then you get your life back. Like, the rest of your life can be the best of your life. How much time you've invested in something. People do that with, like, businesses and stuff, too. It's like, yo, this junk is failing. You really need to quit this because God gave you another idea you're just being stubborn about. It's like, quit that thing. Stop holding on to things just because of the time you've invested into them. And then there's there's people. Oh, man, I'm going to hold on to this suit because of the name. Uh-uh-uh. Don't you know this is Gucci? No, that has 1,000 Gucci logos on it. That is not Gucci, that is Poochie. That is not a Gucci. Right? So, it, it, here's what I want to tell you. Don't let another name other than Jesus define you. Some people only want to be attached to somebody because of their name. But if you think, oh, if I stay with this person, then I'll find success. If I stay with this person, then I'll find, because you know who this is. Listen, do you know who Jesus is? There is no name that I am attached to that is greater than the name of Jesus. So I'm not going to allow somebody else's name to take the precedent over Jesus's name over my life. Amen. Don't be attached to somebody because of their name, what you think they could do for you because of who they are. Nobody is greater than Jesus. But you want to stay in these loose relationships. Too many people are wearing things that are way too loose for them. No definition because you're so obsessed with being in a relationship. You just can't have one. There is no right fit. They're all loose, ill-fitting, and undefined. The biggest issue with a loose suit, though, is even though you may think you might not get another one or you might think about the memories you had in it or how much it cost or, or the brand name is that it never fits you right to begin with. Does it, all, all those other things, I just, they don't matter because it doesn't fit me right. It doesn't fit right. Wearing loose suits, it's, it's, like, it's like wearing clothes that you're supposed to wear at home out in public. Go to Walmart. supposed to come out looking presentable but you end up looking a mess this thing a suit is supposed to define your figure properly right now this thing looks like pajamas why because it's too loose so I'm taking something that God created to define me and now I haven't given it structure so now I can't walk around like a defined human being I'm all over the place because I'm too loose I'm too loose like I see a lot of people walk around in suits that they think fit, but we all looking at you saying, you look terrible. I thought you was nice, Pastor. I'll be nice next week. Come back. Let me tell you why. People walk around in suits that they think fit but look terrible because they're willing to settle for an off-the-rack relationship. 
What's an off-the-rack relationship? A relationship of convenience. I just pulled it. Oh, this is good. Let me grab this. Let me just throw this on because it's convenient. The problem with an off-the-rack relationship, you got to ask yourself, how many people tried that on before you? If you're going to clap, clap. Don't give me a petty clap. <laughs> Don't settle for the off-the-rack relationship, the convenience of a relationship, because you want to be all over the place. The truth of the matter is, if you try that, you got to ask yourself, how many other people have? Don't just take the thing because it's there out of convenience. Convenient things are easy. I love what the Bible says in Ephesians 5.15. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Living an undefined life is a, a life with no boundaries. The Bible says that's not even wise. So we need more boundaries. So what should we guard first as we pertain to relationships, as we're talking about that? We need to guard our what? Our heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. So don't be so loose with relationships that you allow any and everything to get close to you. To pass the test of relationships, you must guard your heart. So relationship number one, a loose relationship. But let's talk about relationship number two that Samson had. A tight relationship. Mm. Maybe you say, I ain't loose, Pastor. That don't pertain to me. Well, maybe you tight. Say, so what are you talking about? What, 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 what does that even mean? Well, let's look at it. In Judges, chapter 16, verses 17, 15 through 17, it says, Then he said to him, Then she said to him, This is now Delilah. He done, he's done messing with prostitutes. He finds Delilah. Look what happens. How can you say I love you when you won't confide in me? Now she done she done tied this man up three times. She done tied this man up three times. How many times the devil got to show himself for you to believe him? She done tied this man up three times before we get to this right here. Now she just gonna nag him to death. She says, "How can you say I love you when you won't confide in me?" This is the third time you made a fool of me and haven't showed me the secret of your great strength. With such nagging, she, nag she nagged him. She, pro she prodded him day after day until he was tired to death. So we told her everything. No razor has ever been used in my head, he said, because I've been a Nazarite set apart from God since birth. If my head were shaved, my strength would leave me and I'd become as weak as any other man. Let me tell you something. Samson's heart was so weak it overpowered all of his strength. His heart was so, like, like he didn't have any, any intestinal fortitude. He didn't have any conviction about who God had called him to be in his heart. And that overpowered all the God-given strength that God gave him. You see, if you're not careful and you just fall in love with the idea of being in love, your gifting can be overshadowed by a weak heart. I want you to hear me. Samson, he wanted Delilah so bad that he allowed her to capture him and sell him into slavery. That's, that, that's, that's, that's crazy to me. Like, don't let the things you want to possess in life make you a possession. Better yet, never let your possessions possess you. We're talking about Delilah here today. But there's people, maybe it's not a person, but maybe you are so concerned and fixated on money that money runs you. 
You're so concerned and fixated with your career, your career runs you. You're so concerned and fixated with all these different things that those things rule you. Samson, because he wasn't careful, because he wasn't careful with his life, he allowed his possession, the thing that he wanted so much in that woman, he wanted a relationship so bad, he was willing to have it with anybody, he allowed his possession to possess him. Samson's relationship with Delilah, if I had to pick a suit that it would look like, it would look like this one. Yeah. Hey, uh, Gio, I need help, man. Let me see if I can get this on. Ah, help, help me out. Just, 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 just yeah. Hi. This is Samson's relationship. I, I, I'm re- like, y'all, I really can't put my arms down. That's why I'm like this. <laughs> Samson's relationship with Delilah, if I had to give it a look for you today, it was too tight. It was, it was way too tight. He was restricted in his movements. Tight suits are like forced relationships because they put emphasis on the wrong things. Look at it. You're pointing out all the flaws because this is not made for me. This is too tight for me. It's, it's restricting me. There's a lot of issues with tight suits and tight relationships. Tight suits, they dictate your movements. She literally had this man tied up multiple times. Let me tell somebody in this room, if you are in a controlling relationship today, somebody trying to tie you up, I'm telling you, you run from that manipulative, controlling human as fast as you can. You are not meant to be bound in relationships because the Bible tells me that whom the Son says free is free indeed. So nobody should shackle you. Nobody should keep you in bondage. Nobody should make you feel like you're less than. And if you leave them, then you'll be less than. No, if you leave them, it's going to be better for you because you can leave them and run to Christ. And all he has is freedom for you. Don't let somebody confine you in a row. Why would you ever want to be with somebody that tries to tie you up? Just try to tie him up. I, 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 I love this. Some people, some people, they just willing to suffer in those relationships because on the outside, they look good. Because the people that tie you up, they're really good at hiding it from everybody else. You're like, oh man, look at them. Oh, they hashtag goals. They hashtag relationship goals. And then when he go home, he beats her. Or when they go home, she, she verbally abuses him so bad that he feels like he can't survive without her. It's tying him up. There's people out there that want to tie you up. When you're in a tight suit, all you ever want is space. Huh? Suit's too small, but it was a deal you couldn't pass up. Hmm. How many of you know you get what you pay for? Don't sell, what am I trying to say? Don't sell yourself short. Like, like uh, let's be honest, man. And I've been there, man. I had self-esteem issues in, in my life. But man, I, I, I thank, thank, thank God for making me me. She fine and she loved me, so I'm okay. But there's people that have 
self-esteem issue. So what they do is they sell themselves short just to be in something because that's the person that accepted them. So they allow that person to tie them up because they have self-esteem issues. Don't sell yourself short in relationships. That's a tight relationship. Or you got dumb friends that'll tell you, they'll see you in a suit like this and they'll say, buy it anyway. Buy it anyway. They won't buy it. They don't even like it. But they want you to try it. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Don't let folk dictate what you have to live with. When folks will tell you to do something because they ain't got to live with it, you do. Don't be, don't be stuck in some tight, dumb relationship because everybody, ooh, that's the one for you, girl. How she know? How she know? When did her name become Jesus Christ? Or, this is the one that get me. I could wear that suit. You know why? Because I'm going to stretch it out. Or, I'm going to slim down to fit into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm going to slim down to fit into it. Let me tell you something. That suit ain't changing. So don't let that suit change you. Some of y'all trying to transform to fit into something that you ain't had no business being in in the first place. You trying to change. You trying to change people. People trying to change you. If I got to do all this doggone change, if you just can't accept me for me, then why are we together? Don't listen, don't listen, don't, don't let the wrong things define you. Suit like this is not what you need to be in. Don't, hmm, don't let the wrong things change. Samson, listen to this, I'm going to say it out loud because I want you to hear how stupid it sounds when I say it. Samson let a prostitute turn him into a punk. Did she not sell him out for money? That would make her a prostitute. You a judge of Israel, and you let a prostitute turn you into a punk. I look at this, Judges 16 and 20. Then she called, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. He awoke from his sleep and thought, I'll go out as before and shake myself free. Listen, this is so sad. But he did not know that the Lord had left him. He did not know that the Lord had left him. Y'all don't hold on to something so tight that you lose a hold of God. He didn't even know. He was so focused on Delilah that he let go of God and didn't even know it. Samson was like in love with love to a fault. And he was in so many bad relationships that it finally led to his downfall. I believe that you can't truly love a person on earth until you love your father in heaven. That is, that is, that is a core, but like you said, I love you, I love, you can't understand what love is until you know who love is. You just, you just can't. Why? Because when you love God, you believe that the person's life beyond you is greater than their life with you. I'm willing to do whatever I got to do to make sure she lives the best life, but I know that God's plan for her life is better than my plan for her life. So don't fail the test of relationships by holding on too tight. To force a relationship, God is actually calling you to let go of. Finally, relationship number three, tailor-made relationships. Tailor-made. I love this. 
Gio, I need help, man. Because I can't get this off. But let me say this. Yeah, pull the sleeve. Ah, there you go, brother. We could look at Samson today and we could judge him. But can I say none of us are better than Samson? Like, we're all like Samson at some point. We're no better. Like, it's easy to point the finger, but we could find ourselves in his shoes if we're not careful. But how many are you so glad we serve a gracious God? I love Judges 16, 22. But, so now, Samson cut off his hair. He's subdued by the Philistines. They take out his eyes, y'all. And then they put him on a grinder in a prison. And he's living out his days, walking around the grinder in a deep, dark cell, being spit upon, being laughed at, being beat, being made fun of. And I love that as he's just going around that grinder, the Bible says in Judges 16, 22, but... How many of you know, man, there's, there's parts in your story that you want to put a period where God wants to put a but. He wants to put a comma. Your story's not over. But his hair began to grow again after it had been shaved. I love that so much. Here's some simple truth that will just bless somebody's spirit today. Some of you need to give yourself more time to grow after coming out of a relationship. Could you just listen to your old pastor for a second? People just, oh, I, like, like so, some of us have no definition without a relationship. But some of us have been hurt. Some of us have really gone through stuff. Can my therapist in the room like nod your head? Like, like when you come out of something, give yourself some time. Give yourself time to grow when you come out of something. I, 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 I love that God allows his hair to grow back because Samson was on the grinder and while he was pushing that grinder he couldn't see his eyes were gone but he was grinding but I love it because according to the word that I just read as he was grinding he was growing as he was grinding he was growing as he was grinding he was growing I don't know who I'm talking to today but some of y'all have been on the ground for so long and you feel like you can't see any fruit but the word of the Lord for you today is that when you grind you will grow when you grind you will grow don't stop grinding don't stop moving don't stop going forward because as you grind you may grow it may not feel good it may be some hard work but if you just stay on the grind in the words of the great philosopher Nipsey hustle grinding all my life been grinding all my life the more that you grind the more that you will grow some of us never grow because we don't want to be on the grind but God is calling you to be on the grind because the longer you're on the grind the more you're gonna grow when you grind you grow and the Bible says that Samson's hair grew out and judges 1628 Samson is taken to the temple of Dagon the Philistine God to be mocked to be spit upon for, for their festival look we have captured Samson and they take his hands and they put him between the two foundational pillars of the temple and Samson he prays this prayer as they're laughing and mocking him Samson says then Samson prayed to the Lord, O sovereign Lord, 
remember me. Remember me. Can I encourage somebody today? It doesn't matter how many bad relationships you've had. God has never forgotten about you. God has never forgotten about you. He still remembers you. Even when you've rejected him, he remembers you. And I love it because he remembers you, but not only does he remember you, he still has a perfect plan for you. Still. But you got to remember him. You see, God always remembers you. The question you got to ask yourself is, do you remember him? Do you remember him? God redeemed Samson because he finally focused on the one relationship that mattered more than all the other ones that he was chasing. He finally remembered the relationship that he was committed to since he was born. He was a Nazarite. So there was only one relationship that would ever be right for him and it was a relationship with God. Because that relationship was the perfect fit because it was tailor-made for him. It was a tailor-made relationship. And regardless of what relationships you find yourself in today, putting your full focus on God is the only way that you're ever going to pass the relationship test. Nothing like a tailor-made suit. Nothing like it. When Samson finally remembered God and he prayed for God to remember him, it was like him putting on a suit that was made perfectly for him. I mean, every measurement was precise. Everything was done right. And, ah, Man, it's the problem with Taylor suits too. They really do fit you exact. <laughs> but I never forget. 2014. It's a birthday, an anniversary. Me and my wife. Our anniversary is four days before my birthday. I was trying to get married on my birthday, but the days didn't line up. But 2014, we went on a birthday slash anniversary trip to Thailand. And my wife, man, she's just the best wife on the planet. She had planned that when I got to Thailand, she was going to give me a gift. At the time, if, you've known, if you'd have known me in 2014 and you saw me on a Sunday, all I ever wore was a suit. Those days are gone. But my wife had planned to get me some tailor-made suits for my birthday. And I was like, I'm excited. Can we show that picture? Got a picture. Yeah, man. That's the suit I wore on Easter. Took me a while to fit back in it. That's why you haven't seen it in a while. But I, I love it because the guy back there standing behind me, his name is Pinky. Pinky the Taylor. Love Pinky the Taylor, man. Pinky's my guy. Because Pinky, he allowed me to really enjoy the process of getting something that was tailor-made. I love tailor-made suits because it's really just made just for you. And I never forget how I felt in that moment right there. Just trying it on, man. It was such a process. Like, I got to pick my own fabric. 
Man, I got to design it, the style that I wanted. Like, I got to pick the buttons, the button placement, how many buttons. I got to choose the type of lapel that 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 I got. The, the lapel is this piece here that folds over in the front, if you don't know. I got to choose the lapel. I said, I want I want wide peak lapels, man. That's that's what I want on, on my on my blazer. And, and and then I got to tell him, I was like, hey man, you know, I got I got I got big arms, but I got baby legs. So I need I need I need you to make the proportions right. I was like, can you make the arms a little bit bigger? And can you make the legs a little more snug? Just so you know, your boy, you know, he look, he look, he look proportionate. <laughs> and Pinky measured me from top to bottom. I'm talking my neck, wrist, bicep, quad. He measured it all ankles. They were small ankles. <laughs> measured it. And he took stuff in where it needed to be taken in. And he let stuff loose where it needed to be taken loose. He figured out all my wants and all my needs and he put it into a few garments for me. But the beautiful part about those garments is that they are one of a kind. They don't exist anywhere else in the world. I mean, you could put on my suit, but it ain't gonna fit you like it fit me. It's mine. It's it was designed specifically for me. You can get something off the rack, but if it wasn't made for you, if it wasn't made specifically for your life, it'll never fit you perfectly the way that these suits fit me. And I love it because it was made just for me, my life, my wants, my needs, my purposes. You see, suits in the store, they ain't the same as that. You know why? Because they're made for mannequins, not people. They're made for mannequins. They're not made for you because you're not a mannequin. The mold was broken when you were made. There's no one like you. There'll never be another that is like you. And there's a plan and a purpose that has been tailored to fit your life. I want you to hear me when I say this, and you've heard this verse a million times, but Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. You see, there's nothing like having a great relationship with a tailor. I met Pinky back in 2014. I can call him right now. And if I call him right now, I love it because my name is recorded in Pinky's book. Not only is my name recorded in his book, right next to my name are my measurements. And anything that I need, Pinky can supply. He's got all the fabric, he's got all the buttons, He's got all the thread that I need to give me something that's specific for me. And I love it because he's literally only a phone call away. But here's what I want to tell somebody today. The tailor can do it for me. I ain't talking about Pinky. The tailor can do it for you too. Because he's got your name written down. He knows all of your measurements. But let me tell you something. You got to have a relationship with the tailor. You must have a relationship. How do I know God is a tailor? Because of what Psalms 139 says. He knit me together. 
You were tailor-made from day one. He knit you together in his mother's womb. And let me tell you something. He wants to be creatively and actively involved in your life. So don't be consumed with love from another. Don't be consumed with all these relationships that don't matter. All you need is a relationship with the tailor. And let me tell you something. He has a specific pattern that is detailed and cut specifically for your life. All you got to do is trust him today because the tailor knew you before. Before you were born. The tailor doesn't just know your beginning. The tailor doesn't just know your middle. The tailor, he knows your end and he has a tailor-made plan for your life if you believe it. Say amen. Thank you so much for listening. To hear more messages like this one, please be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel. And if you like what you heard, please consider sharing with your friends because it helps so much. Don't forget to connect with us at our website, thecoolchurch.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at We Are Cool Church. And always remember that you were created out of love.